RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. An associate professor from the University of Hong Kong appears in court charged with murdering his wife. A high court hears that police found the stopper for a yoga ball filled with deadly gas at the house of a man accused of the murder of his wife and daughter. And the ombudsman says the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department's rent setting has contributed to years of losses running public markets. A court has ordered that a Hong Kong University professor charged with murdering his wife be put on suicide watch in custody after he indicated he wants to kill himself. Associate Professor of Mechanical Engineering Chung Ki Chung made a brief appearance at Eastern Magistracy this morning. Phoebe Ng reports. Professor Chung appeared calm during the 10-minute hearing and told the court that he understands the charge he is facing. He wasn't required to enter a plea, and the prosecutor asked for the case to be adjourned to give the police more time to investigate. She also told the court that the defendant needs to be put under special supervision while on remand after he reported feeling suicidal. Professor Chen's lawyer made no objections, and Magistrate Li Chi Ho ordered that the accused be placed on suicide watch. The 53-year-old is accused of killing his wife, Chen Wai-man, who was also 53, at Hong Kong University's Wailun Hall on August the 17th. He was a warden at the hall and lived there with his wife and the two children. The case was adjourned until November the 22nd. A High Court jury has heard that police spent months to finding the stopper for a yoga ball which a professor had filled with carbon monoxide and allegedly used to kill his wife and daughter. Anesthesia expert Kuo Kim Sun is accused of killing the pair by putting the ball filled with toxic gas in their car in May 2015. In giving evidence at the High Court, an officer who helped with the investigation says the yoga ball didn't have its stopper when they seized it and they couldn't find the stopper in the car five months after the incident. The court had heard earlier that officers found a plastic stopper inside a drawer of the defendant's room at his house a year after the victims died. The hearing continues. A man who's wanted by Interpol for conspiring to commit terrorist activities in India has been acquitted of one count of handling stolen goods. Maggie Ho has details. Ramanjit Singh was arrested along with two other men, Golsawak Singh and Dilpreet Singh, for handling two stolen suitcases belonging to an Indian businessman in March last year. One suitcase had about 220,000 US dollars and the other contained 10,500 US dollars and 50,000 euros. Both suitcases were later recovered. The district court said there was reasonable doubt that Ramanjit and Dilpreet handled the suitcases. But Gorsawak Singh, who was seen carrying a stolen suitcase while fleeing from police, was convicted. The court will sentence him on September the 18th. Ramanjit Singh, meanwhile, has been remanded in custody while awaiting for a decision on his extradition to India, where he is accused of masterminding a massive prison break in Punjab in 2016. The ombudsman, Connie Lau, has criticised the way the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department sets rents for public market stalls, saying these have contributed to years of deficit running the markets. The ombudsman found that rents for three out of four public market stalls are below market price. She also questioned why there's a disparity in rents, citing the case of two similar stalls in the same market in which one stall's rent was as much as 90 times higher. Ms Lau says it's unfair to keep wasting public money to allow some stalls to enjoy low rents when the public won't necessarily benefit. 
According to the survey of FDHD, those market stores were paying the lower rental, the thing they sold, the price of which are not necessarily lower. So uh, we don't see that those benefits are passing to the public. Uh, such kind of things would also make negative impact on the competition of market. So we do think that FDHD should overall assess the situation and also consider what they should do in this uh, tenancy uh, agreement and also the tenancy management. The Ombudsman also criticised the department for not doing enough to take action over violations by public market stallholders. She says some stallholders have been found to be blocking access ways, changing their approved use, closing for days or even subletting stalls. But the Ombudsman says lax inspection, insufficient follow-up and lenient enforcement have allowed this to continue. Ms Lau says many of the violations have been seen in markets where the management has been outsourced to contractors. For contract out with this kind of service, I think it would be very important for the uh, FEHD to oversee whether the function is properly served by these uh, outsourced contractors. That would be very important. And also, we do also think that for those FGHD staff, they should also closely watch out for the uh, inadequacy of the outsourced contractors. President Trump says he sees no reason to restart joint military exercises with South Korea. This appears to contradict his defence secretary, James Mattis, who indicated earlier this week that the war games could resume. Talks between the United States and North Korea on Pyongyang's nuclear programme are thought to be at a standstill. Here's the BBC's David Willis in Washington. Once it became clear that North Korea was dragging its feet on denuclearization agreements, Mr Trump cancelled a return trip to North Korea by his Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. That prompted the Defense Department to announce the war games were back on. But now President Trump has contradicted that statement, saying in a series of tweets that since his relationship with Kim Jong-un remains warm, he sees no point in spending what he calls large amounts of money on the annual military exercises. The outgoing UN human rights chief has strongly criticised Myanmar's de facto leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, saying she should have resigned over the military campaign against Rohingya Muslims. Zayed Rad al-Hussein said Ms Suu Kyi should at least have kept silent, describing her attempt to excuse the Burmese military as deeply regrettable. Here's the BBC's Imogen Fuchs in Geneva. Zaid Rad al-Hussein is known for his bluntness. His comments on Aung San Suu Kyi were no exception. This week, UN investigators published evidence linking senior commanders to acts of genocide. She should at least have kept quiet, Zaid said, better yet resigned and returned to house arrest. Harsh words and another indication that Aung San Suu Kyi may now go down in history not as a Nobel Peace Prize winner, but as a woman who failed to act in the face of unspeakable human rights violations. Canadian and U.S. trade negotiation—I'm uh, sorry—negotiators are hoping to reach a deal in principle by later today or tomorrow on a new version of the North American Free Trade Agreement. The target date was set by President Trump after he announced earlier this week that a preliminary accord had already been reached with Mexico. Mr. Trump told reporters that things were working out very well, but the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau warned there still may not be a deal. We recognize that there is a possibility of getting there by Friday, uh, but it is only a possibility because it will hinge on whether or not there is ultimately a good deal for Canada, a good deal for Canadians. I've said from the very beginning, 
no NAFTA deal is better than a bad NAFTA deal. And President Trump has announced the top lawyer at the White House, Don McGahn, will leave his position once he's overseen the appointment of a new conservative Supreme Court judge. He didn't explain why Mr. Gunn was leaving. Earlier this month, it was disclosed the lawyer had cooperated extensively with the Mueller investigation into possible collusion between the Trump campaign team and Russia. One of Mr. Trump's aides, Kellyanne Conway, was asked by reporters how she felt about Mr. McGahn's imminent departure. I love Ms. Donegan very much. You know, we're both from South Jersey, and he's done a fantastic job as White House counsel. I'll miss him very much. My office is right next to his. We're up in the cool, cool kids' corner. She visits sometimes. Thousands of people have queued in blazing heat in the U.S. state of Arizona to pay their respects to Senator John McCain. The coffin of the Vietnam War veteran and former presidential candidate is lying in state in the capital, Phoenix, draped in the American flag. Mr. McCain died on Saturday at the age of 81. The former First Minister of Scotland, Alex Salmond, has resigned from the Scottish National Party. He's contesting allegations of sexual harassment against him. Mr Salmond is a lifelong campaigner for Scottish independence from Britain. Here's the BBC's Susanna Mendoza. In his resignation statement, he said he truly loved the SNP and the wider independence movement in Scotland, but that he was leaving the party in order to avoid potential divisions. His resignation follows allegations of sexual harassment, which he denies and has described as being patently ridiculous. It emerged last week that two Scottish government staff members had lodged complaints in January about him. Mr Salmond is taking legal action against the Scottish Government to contest the complaints procedure, which he has said was unjust. Government weather forecasters in Australia are warning the next three months are unlikely to bring an end to the drought affecting much of the east of the country. It's left farmers struggling to stay in business. Here's the BBC's Howell Griffiths. After one of the warmest winters on record and below average rainfall for many parts of the country, Australia's spring forecast is for a similarly hot, dry period. The conditions are continuing to blight farmland in several states. 100% of New South Wales remains in drought. Some parts of Queensland have now been in drought for several years. The forecast is also likely to increase concern over the risk of bushfires, with woodlands becoming tinder dry ahead of the summer months. Construction firm Sinchong says it's reached a preliminary agreement to sell a unit which had its contract for the M-plus museum project terminated by the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority. In a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, Sinchong said the buyer, a mainland construction firm, will inject $600 million into the unit. It said the deal would ease its financial burden. In May, the company said it was in a difficult financial situation as it failed to repay $300 million US million in debt. Currencies now. The US dollar is trading at 111.62 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 22 cents. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,212. That's down 203 points on the previous close market. Turnover was $43 billion. And now with the sports, here's Richard Pine. We started the Asian Games where Hong Kong's top cyclist Sarah Lee has made a flying start in defense of her gold medal in the women's sprint. The 31-year-old set a game's record 10.583 seconds to win the first qualifying race by more than two-tenths of a second. She'll be joined by teammate Jessica Lee in tomorrow's quarterfinals. 
In the men's competition, Leung Chun Wing, who won silver in the team pursuit on Tuesday, is back in action for the Omnium. He's placed 7th out of 18 riders after the first race this morning with three to go. The rider with the most accumulated points from the four races wins. Leung was a bronze medalist in the road race four years ago and has made the switch to track cycling for this year's games. Yeah, it's kind of different discipline because for track races, the longest races are going to be one hour and road races can go to be four to five or even six seven hours. So for us, it's, uh, it's kind of tough transition. So in the past, we used to, if, if the track race is before the road race, it would be easier for us to switch discipline. But now this year is kind of different because they have road race held first and then the track event. So in this year, we road rider only focusing on road race and track only on road track. So for us this year, it will be better because we have the numbers and the athlete to do both disciplines. Meanwhile, Hong Kong's women have made a good start on the opening day of the Asian Games Rugby Sevens competition. They beat Singapore 26-7 to start their campaign in Jakarta. The men's team open later this hour against Pakistan. Both the men's and the women's team will face China in the afternoon. Tennis, day three of the U.S. Open in New York, where the defending champion Sloane Stevens is through to the third round. She had to come back from a set down to beat Ukrainian Anhalina Kalinina, who's ranked 134th in the world. Stevens, the number three seed, finally came through, though, 4-6-7-5-6-2. Tough day. Obviously, she was playing very well, playing four matches already, quality here. She's used to the conditions, everything. She was obviously playing well, so um, I just kind of had to weather the storm and wait for my opportunities. Obviously, I, I wish I could have been playing a little bit better. That would have helped the situation, but um, I just found a way today, and sometimes it's not going to be the best, but um, you just got to battle through. In the men's draw, Andy Murray was sent packing by Spain's Fernando Verdasco in four sets, but Stan Warinka and Juan Martin del Petro are safely through. And US Open organisers have apologised to France's Alice Cornet after she was given a code violation for changing her top during her first round match. The Women's Tennis Association complained, saying it was unfair, and officials have since said they regret the umpire's decision. Well, I think it's very fair from them to apologize to me. I really appreciate it. I think that the proportion that it took is are huge. Um, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think that this code violation would be, become so famous in less than 24 hours, and I'm very surprised about it, actually, to be honest. And that's the latest from the Sports Desk. And to end the news, the top stories once again. An associate professor from the University of Hong Kong appears in court charged with murdering his wife. A high court hears that police found the stopper for a yoga ball filled with deadly gas at the house of a man accused of the murder of his wife and daughter. And the ombudsman says the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department's rent setting has contributed to years of losses running public markets. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. RTHK. Wish. Sing it, baby. I could- 
Watch out.